0: Alright, welcome back to the Be Undomesticated podcast. We are coming at you today from our beautiful grow room here in the wonderful state of Michigan. It is a bitterly cold January day out there. Um, We are back today with episode 5 of the Be Undomesticated podcast. Today we're actually going to be getting into different skills that you can work on, even if you don't necessarily live on a homestead. But say you want to live on a homestead, or you have that dream of living in the country and being more self-sufficient. You know, what are some things that you can work on right now to be able to get yourself prepared for when you do eventually get that homestead and you can hit the ground running and really get after it? So let's go ahead and jump right in today with our first topic. Okay, our first topic for today is going to be one that a lot of people might not think about when they're thinking about homesteading. But honestly, I think it's one of the most underrated things that you can learn how to do and do well that's going to improve your life all around and make you more efficient and better when you get to your homestead. And that's going to be cooking. There's a lot of people in today's day and age that don't have that skill set. And it is a skill set. It's things you have to actually work on and build and learn. It's not, It doesn't come naturally to most people. And I'm not talking about going into the kitchen and following, you know, step one, step two, step three, step four, and you're done kind of deal on following a recipe. I'm talking about kind of being more creative with it letting your creative side come out in it and you're going to learn a lot more that way instead of just following step by steps if you have no knowledge basis at all maybe go through and follow recipes to start out with just so you get your feet under you but you know really take that leap don't be afraid to fail i mean oh no you lost twenty dollars in food okay well you made a mistake you learn from it you move on you know go out there and really try to learn these new things learn new techniques. And figure out what goes well together on your own, what you feel is delicious. You know, that's really what the name of the game is with this. Learning to cook will not only improve your abilities to, you know, feed yourself, feed the family, feed the ones you love better, but it's also going to allow you to learn how to utilize the things that you're going to be growing on your homestead that much better before you even get there. So... You'll be able to make even healthier meals. You're going to feel better about it. You won't have to buy all the processed crap that a lot of people have to eat or a lot of people don't have to eat. A lot of people choose to eat. You can go to the store, do your shopping in the produce department, fresh meat department, all of that, and learn how to cook with those ingredients, things that you're planning on growing in your garden and at your homestead. And that way you are ready and prepared with a couple of different meal ideas that you can kind of work off of. A lot of times you can build an entire mental recipe book worth of food items off of just a couple core recipes. Um, chilies that way. You can do um, curry, those kinds of different meals, I- meal ideas. Once you learn them and kind of get that idea in your head, you can use those as jumping off points for so many other different things. So really kind of focus on that type of a meal idea and get your feet under, you get a solid basis and branch out from there and just see what you can do. One of the ways that my wife and I have really improved our cooking is that we are very honest with feedback to each other about the meals that we make, what we like, what we don't like. Then we work together to see what we can improve on that meal, regardless of whether I made it or she made it. We work together to be able to come up with better ideas and how we can make that meal a better option in the future. So don't get offended. Don't get upset when somebody gives you feedback on it. Take that feedback and try to turn it into something positive that you can then take in the future and use to make everything just so much more delicious. Don't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to lose money on food because you've made a mistake. That's okay. You learned. I had $50 into making paella one time and it was inedible. It was terrible. I hated it. But you know what? Because of that, I learned to be a lot more careful with my fresh seafood items. Because of that, I learned to be able to make smaller portions because I couldn't keep it from burning. That was my, one of my big problems, that I burned a bunch of rice at the bottom of the pan because I had so much in the pot. So don't jump way off the deep end with it, but don't be afraid to, to make that mistake so that way you learn and move forward in your cooking process. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be kind of giving you different um, resources that I would use. A lot of these are going to be YouTube channels that I personally follow. absolutely love watching everybody that I'm going to list on here. And I'll also kind of give you some books if I have those, that kind of an idea. So some resources for cooking. Obviously, you can find a thousand different cookbooks. Again, I would not recommend just going and going going off of them, you know, item by item, line by line, step by step. You're not going to learn as much that doing it that way. So really, you know, push yourself, maybe use those recipes as a point where you can start from and then throw your own twist on it and just see what happens. A couple of the resources that I really enjoy watching are going to be a couple of YouTube channels. The first one's going to be 1870s Homestead. They do a lot of really wonderful videos every week about the different meals that they're making with the food that they've either produced or preserved on their homestead. So that's one I would really recommend looking into. I, they're one of my favorite ones to watch. Uh, another guy that I absolutely love watching on YouTube, he's wonderful. He'll teach you so many different techniques, different ideas for food. He doesn't get super hung up on recipe and you know he'll give you what he's cooking, how he's cooking and all that. But that channel is Pro Home Cooks used to be uh, Brothers Green or something like that, I believe, but now it's Pro Home cooked. Absolutely amazing guy to watch. Does fantastic job. He's based out of New York. Um, he'll do a lot of different things with fresh produce that he's getting out of his own garden. But then he also, you know, he'll go out and buy things. Really recommend going back through his library and watching everything that he's done because it is just absolutely eye-opening. The third channel that I would watch, I believe it's also actually on Amazon prime at one point. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it's Gordon Ramsay's ultimate cooking course. He does, I think it's a 10 part series on different techniques on different types of cooking. He really goes in depth. It's an amazing, very well, well-produced high quality show. Um, I believe it was actually a TV show for a little while. Um, he goes into different techniques on, you know, braising, different cutting techniques, all sorts of different stuff. And obviously he's world-renowned chef. So you're going to learn a lot of really good things. I would recommend having a piece of paper and a pencil for that one because he comes at you really, really fast. And so you're going to want to be able to write things down as quickly as you can, just trying to keep up with what he's saying. But I mean, the beauty of having it on YouTube or whatever, you can rewind, watch it again and again. I've watched through that probably three or four times. It's just one of our absolute favorite cooking shows to watch. So those are three that I really, really recommend for different reasons, different ways of going about things, but they're all going to teach you things and you're going to be able to pick up different techniques or nuances of cooking from those channels. Next up on here, kind of playing off of the whole food idea and cooking, is going to be food preservation. One of the great things about food preservation is that you don't have to be the one who grew that food. Everybody thinks of, you know, canning out of their garden or freezing their own, the meat that they produce, what have you. But you can definitely just go to the store and buy produce. Go to the farmer's market and buy produce. That you can then turn around and practice your canning. You can practice your dehydrating. You can practice blanch and freeze. You can practice the fermenting. You know, these are all awesome, awesome techniques that you can teach yourself and learn from YouTube, from books to be able to get ready to preserve your harvest that you're going to get from the homestead that you have one day. So, having a knowledge base of what to do with that item when it comes out of the garden. When you get done processing that bird, you know, you're really going to be a couple steps ahead if you have an idea what you're doing. A couple of different things to note when you're going into these ways to preserve food. uh, With freezing, a lot of the things you have to blanch before you freeze it. Some things, if you freeze it, it's going to change the texture when it thaws out. So, you know, just kind of beware with that. Canning. You can can pretty much everything. Do your own research to be able to see, you know, exactly what it takes for each thing. But you can can veggies, you can can fruit, you can can meat, you can can all of it. So just learn from that. Um, The Ball Company actually does a really nice canning and preserving book that you can get. It'll be right next to all the canning jars at, you know, your local, I don't know, we get it from Walmart. So your local grocery store. Is going to be a spot to look for that book, but that'll really help you to learn the different timing that it takes for that. If you're going to do pressure canning, you know what pressure it needs to be at for how long and how to handle that. It'll really break it down step-by-step for you. So I recommend that book for sure. Uh, The next type of food preservation is going to be dehydrating. I mean, you can make so many delicious little snack items. Um, One of our daughter's favorite, favorite things is apple chips. So you just take an apple, you skin it, you core it, you take those slices. We normally cut them in half again, so you have a nice thin slice. Throw it in the dehydrator and let it dehydrate out. Eventually, you know it'll be dry enough, throw it in a mason jar. It'll keep for a long time that way. And just absolutely delicious. You can do the same thing with berries. There are ways you can do watermelon lather. You have to have a different tray set up for your dehydrator. But obviously, that's a thing you can do. You can do jerky in this. There are so many different items that you can actually make in a dehydrator that are more along the snack or food item route. Obviously, you can use that to preserve a lot of different things for just your standard eating. But honestly, to me, I feel that the dehydrator really stands out as a wonderful thing to try to make snack type foods with. The last style of food preservation that I'm gonna really touch on today is gonna be ferment. So these are gonna be your sauerkrauts, you're gonna be your pickles, Uh, fermented tomatoes are amazingly delicious. So there are lots of different recipes and things online of how to do this. I'm not gonna go super in depth into fermentation today, but I really recommend it. It's amazing for your gut health. It's gonna make you feel a lot better. They're delicious, tangy. Um, We took some little cherry tomatoes, fermented them out, Put them on some bruschetta with a little bit of uh, like cheese and stuff on there. Absolutely delicious. Drizzle some olive oil on there, some spices. Oh my goodness, it's so good. So those are all different things that you can do while you're sitting at home. You can do that in an apartment. You can do it wherever. You know, These are skills that you can learn right now, no matter where you're at, that when you get to your homestead, you're ready to go. And it's going to be awesome. Now, this next one is going to really be easier for you to do if you have a house. If you say you live in a subdivision, something like that. But there are some aspects of it that you could do anywhere, whether that's an apartment or whatever. And so this is going to be about gardening, growing food, whether it's herbs, whether it's tomatoes, what have you. If you're in an apartment, you have a balcony, you could put a potted plant out there. You know, just practice growing things, keeping them alive and paying attention to that item Um, if you have a house in a subdivision put in a raised garden I mean you can make them look so nice and you're not going to be getting hassled by the HOA you're not going to get hassled by your neighbors you'd be able to produce some food for yourself and really practice you don't have to have the ginormous garden out back with 1800 square foot tilled up in the ground you can have a little four foot by four foot raised bed where you're growing herbs where you're growing a couple tomato plants you know don't go in there and plant a crapload of corn because that, I mean, you don't have enough space in there to grow a lot of corn, but really focus on items that you're going to eat, whether it be cucumbers, peas, beans, you know, what have you, something you can grow in a tighter space and you're going to be able to practice that skill set of either starting a seed or buying a seedling, getting it in the ground, keeping it protected while it grows a little bit, gets acclimated and, you know, getting that thing going. Let's say you do live in an apartment and you're not able to grow anything. There's no possible way. Look around your community and see if there's a community garden in your area. A lot of these bigger cities are putting putting these in in lots where they can't necessarily put a house in or they don't want to put a house in, what have you. It gets donated, they'll build a community garden out of it. A lot of times you can use that area and get a small plot in there to start growing your own food. Um, look around your area for a garden club most cities have garden clubs. Try to get in with them. I'm sure it's probably full of a whole bunch of little old ladies who would love to teach you about gardening. So try to get in there and talk to those people and start learning that skill set. even if you don't necessarily have a place at your house that you're able to be growing. Building off of that, something you could look into is a lot of states will actually offer a Master Gardener program that'll have a lot of training, and resources and stuff in that, where you can go through and learn these different items from your state, that you'd be able to learn these skill sets from your state. Ours is through actually the local state extension, which is Michigan State University. So you can go through and learn these skill sets. That's another thing. Look at these different universities. A lot of those will have programs available online to people. You might have to pay for it. You might not. But you'll be able to go through and it'll be a master crash course on how to garden how to do these different skill sets so you know think outside the box don't necessarily just stick to the traditional way of learning a couple of different resources for gardening are going to be square foot garden it's going to be an awesome book for you to kind of go through and read really puts a lot of emphasis on growing in a small space Uh, several different youtube channels that i love to watch are going to be M.I. Um, gardener, which he's a gardener based out of Michigan. Now he has his own seed company, just opened his own business up selling those. Uh, Curtis Stone, a lot of people don't know him. He's kind of a agorist up in Canada. And he goes around and he started out doing market gardens on other people's property. So he had like a quarter acre of market garden that he was doing in a whole bunch of different people's yards wasn't his own yard but he got permission from the homeowners to be able to go in and actually grow on their property so he's a really interesting different one to watch um epic gardening is a really good one self-sufficient me is one of my favorite relaxation channels to watch Uh, he's an australian guy does a whole bunch of really well-produced funny videos he'll do everything from preserving and gardening to cooking and just all sorts of different things really recommend if you haven't watched some of his videos carve out an hour sit down and watch his stuff because he will have you laughing and he will have you learning and if you're like me he will have you wishing that you lived in a tropical environment so you can grow all the things that he grows all right so we've covered gardening we've covered cooking and we've covered preservation now we're going to talk about compost building so this is something it's not going to work so well if you're in an apartment. But if you have even a small lot in town somewhere, you can be composting. Um, It's a great skill set to have. That way, when you get to your homestead, you know how to build compost to be able to start building your soil and be able to really improve your gardening area, whether it's a raised bed and you're trying to fill it, or you have a tilled area that you're going to be gardening in, you want to really be able to those extra nutrients in and not have to bring in outside sources like a fertilizer like a commercial grade compost the things that you're able to produce are going to be a lot better like i said you can do this even if you're in town they have some really fancy compost rollers look like a barrel kind of on uh legs but they look really nice those are things that you can get if you need to keep it looking really nice and tidy or if if you don't have to worry about that. You can build the simplest, cheapest ways to be able to do it with a, like trash cans. A lot of people will compost in trash cans. So, do your research, look online at the different resources available. Um, you just Google, you know, making compost, search it on YouTube, and you're going to find a ton of different people teaching you different methods on how to do it. So, go through there and see what you can find and really start practicing that. That way, when you get to your garden, Say you're done with year one and you're trying to put your garden beds to rest, you can put that compost on there. Or you're getting it ready to start your year and you could throw the compost on there. Even if you have your plants established, once you have the compost, it's going to really feed them. They're going to take that little extra boost and just take off. So we're going to kind of pivot away from vegetables and gardening and that kind of thing. We're going to actually go over to animal husbandry. It's going to be one of those knowledge bases that you can start learning now from a lot of books. Books are a fantastic resource when trying to learn about animal husbandry. Um, whether it's the stories guide to raising whatever, or any of the Joel Salatin books like Polyface Micro, Salad Bar Beef, what have you. These are things that are really going to help to teach you now. That way you have an idea of what you're getting into. You're never going to know the full story until you actually get the animal on your homestead and you're really down at it. But it'll at least kind of give you an idea of what you're stepping into. A lot of homesteaders will actually have classes at their homestead about raising animals. So if you're really looking for that, I recommend just searching in your local Facebook groups or asking on your local Facebook groups if there's anybody out there who's going to be having courses along those lines and that you could go to and start learning and get boots on the ground of, you know, what's going on couple of the YouTube channels that I just love watching when it comes to animal husbandry and some of these are all around homestead stuff, but animal husbandry in particular are going to be Living Traditions Homestead. They have videos on raising every sort of animal you could think of. Chickens, quail, rabbits, pigs, cows, what have you. You know, they have an awesome video series on raising it. Um, Homesteady actually does podcasts. They also do videos on YouTube. They're a really good one. I love their podcast. Um, they do have a paywall for a lot of their stuff. So you'll get a third of the podcast or a third of the video, what have you. And then you actually have to sign up for their monthly membership in order to see the rest of it. It's just how they've made, decided to monetize their homestead. That's fantastic for them. It's just something to be aware of that you, unless you're willing to pay for it, you're not going to get the full extent of their their stuff. Um, Justin Rhodes and his farm is one of the most wonderful YouTube channels you can watch just to get inspiration. Um, he does super high quality, high production value videos. I don't even know if he does his own video editing and stuff anymore. They have just such amazing camera work. Everything looks so beautiful down in North Carolina. It just, the way that they do everything is just spot on. Um, whether you agree with all of his practices or not, I really recommend watching his videos. He's going to give you a really firm foundation to at least start off of, give you an idea of what's going on. And it's really going to be inspiring to see what they're doing down there and get you motivated for your homestead. Kind of building off of the animal husbandry thing, we're also going to talk about butchering and processing your animals. That's another one where I really recommend that you try to get hands-on experience with another homesteader who is teaching a class. Um, a, lot, a lot of times you can find, you know, chicken processing class for 50 bucks. You go, you take the class, and you take a chicken home. You know, that's something really awesome. You get that experience. You get that self-esteem boost that, hey, you know what, I can do this. I can go and process this chicken out. So when you get to your homestead and you start raising these Cornish cross chickens, you start raising whatever to be able to process out, you have an idea of what you're doing already. Obviously, you know the more you do it, the better off you're gonna be, but you'll know what you're doing to be able to start. And that's the most important thing is taking that first step. So once you've taken a course like that, you're really gonna have a firm foundation of where to work off of. Um, there's a lot of blogs, websites you can search when trying to learn about processing things, um, I know Melissa K. Norris does a really good blog slash website. Talks about all things homestead. Uh, Backwoods Home Magazine actually has a website that they do quite a bit on. They also obviously have a magazine. Um, so really, you know, do your own research on that one. I didn't come up with a huge list of things because it's very dependent on what you're trying to raise and what you're trying to process. But go through, and especially those local Facebook groups, lean on those pretty heavy. You'll be able to network. You'll be able to learn. Once you talk to people about, you know, a course on raising animals, ask them, hey, do you know of anybody? Are you doing a course on butchering? You know, and see, they might just say, hey, no, I'm not doing a course, but I'm having a butcher day here in two weeks because my Cornish Cross are ready to go. Why don't you come out and give us a hand? And so that'll be an awesome way for you to get a lot of experience with every aspect of processing out birds like that or processing out any sort of animal. All right, so we are gonna kind of pivot away from all things food right now. We're actually gonna move on to different skill sets that I really think would be solid foundation items to build into your training course. Um, Next up is gonna be basic handyman skills. You know, go through, it's gonna be invaluable to you, especially on most of these homesteads, you're not buying a brand new 2,000 square foot house, you're buying an older house that's going to have issues. And even if it is brand new, I don't care. You're going to have problems along the way during the whole lifespan of your homestead that you're going to have to work on and are going to have to repair. So learn the basics of carpentry, learn the basics of electrical, learn the basics of plumbing, learn the basics of HVAC. They're going to save you a ton of money if you're able to learn those, just the basic things. Don't be afraid to try to fix it. Okay, you screwed up, and now you got to call a guy to come fix it. Well, you know what? The other three times that you fix things without having to call a guy, you saved money on those ones. So if you have to spend an extra $100 to have the guy come out to fix the fourth mistake, then you're doing pretty good. You've built that knowledge base you've learned, and you're saving money long run. Once you've built skill sets like that, you make yourself more valuable to the community around you. And it even could open up a possibility of a side gig where you could go do handyman services in your local area, do basic repairs on things, and be able to make an extra income stream from those skills that you're able to build on your own homestead. YouTube is going to be a really good place to go for these kind of things. If you have family members who are doing home renovation projects, volunteer with them. Go learn. Nothing's going to beat getting hands-on experience with these items. So whether it's, you know, running wire, doing drywall repair, you know, doing plumbing repair or framing a wall, however, whatever you're trying to learn, you know, it's going to help you in the long run, even if it just kind of gives puts you in that mental space of thinking of how things are put together. One of the last things on my list here really isn't a skill set that you can build for your homestead specifically, but it's just a an idea, a thought process to go through with yourself. A lot of times, the reason people aren't on their homestead right now is that they don't have the finances to do it. So go out there and try to make extra money to make that dream a reality. Whether it's getting a side gig, starting a side hustle, you know, doing a part-time job on your spare time, anything you gotta do to be able to make that extra money. Go drive for Uber drive for DoorDash, whatever you gotta do if you have a fuel-efficient vehicle, and make that extra money so you can get out of the city and get to your homestead, because ultimately, that's going to be your best teacher. If you're able to get boots on the ground, learn while you're doing it. Don't have analysis paralysis once you get there because you didn't have the time beforehand. But, I mean, if you're able to get that money and be able to get out to your homestead, jump on that opportunity. If you, A lot of times, also, you can build passive income into your life that will not only help you get to your homestead, but it's also going to help you just period. I mean, once you get there, if you have passive income, just let it roll and it's going to continue to make you money. Uh, a couple of different ideas for some passive income, you know, write a book, write an ebook, and put it up there for sale who knows maybe you'll sell some maybe you don't but every time you sell some it's going to be passive income because you're not doing anything to make it once you anything to make that money once you've actually written the book you know you can start a podcast If you can figure out a good way to monetize that do that youtube once you get a big enough following on youtube you can make decent money doing youtube videos um and don't think oh well nobody cares about what i'm doing you know I guarantee somebody out there is willing to watch the video that you're going to put up and your first ones are going to be crap, but you know what? Just push through it and eventually you'll figure it out. So that's a really good one. YouTube obviously has gotten very popular, especially in the homesteading community. Um, Don't let that stop you from jumping in. You never know who's going to be able to really take away something different from how you say it compared to how somebody else says it. So even if there's a thousand videos of other people doing what you want to talk about, figure out a little bit of a different way to say it, a little bit of a different way to phrase it, and put that out there. You never know how that one video could really help a certain person. Getting towards the end here, I'm going to kind of rapid fire through a couple of different skills that I came up with just while I was going through this podcast. Um, Brewing. Learn how to make meads, beers, wines, Obviously, if you're a drinker, it's going to be great. If you're not a drinker, it's a good skill set to have. You can take, you know, fruit or honey or whatever, convert it into alcohol. It's an awesome barter item. It's a great gift. You know, everybody knows somebody who drinks. So even if you don't personally drink, it's an awesome thing to learn. And it's just a fun, fun little hobby you can pick up on. Um, Learn to operate a chainsaw. Learn to cut wood. These are going to be really nice, especially if you're going to a, uh, like a homestead that you have to clear land. That's going to be a critical skill to have. Learn how to make cheese. Learn how to make butter. Um, A lot of times it's going to be more difficult to make cheese just because you can't get whole milk, actual whole milk. Not talking about the crap they call whole milk. But, you know, those are some skills that if you can get your hands on the raw materials, those are going to be awesome things to learn how to do. You can learn how to do metalworking, you know, blacksmith, that kind of thing. Welding. Welding is an awesome skill to have. Everybody's gonna have metal crap that breaks, you know. So learn how to weld and if you can afford it, eventually get a decent welder because it's really gonna up your game with that. Learn how to hunt and how to fish and go hunting and fishing. You know, you can be more self sufficient, not necessarily just from your homestead. There's public land all over the United States. Find public land that you can go hunt and fish on. You know, you can produce your own meat that way. By going and harvesting nature's bounty from around you, and that will make you that much more self-sufficient and make you that much more self-assured of your ability to provide for yourself. Um, Learn how to raise bees and how to process honey. Even if you don't necessarily think you're going to have bees on your homestead, it's not a bad thing to learn, and it's going to help you to network. So you're going to be able to reach out and learn things, meet new people. It's always an awesome thing to do. If you're up here in the north like I am, you can learn how to tap trees and make maple syrup. A lot of people around here do it, and a lot of them absolutely love having people with them when they're doing it to learn how to do things. So look around your local community and see if you can find people who are tapping trees like that, who are making maple syrup, and go learn from them. You know, take them a case of beer, and I'm sure they'd love to have you sit around the fire with them while they're boiling sap, and they can teach you what they know. Learn how to bake. It's a little bit different than cooking that I touched on earlier. It's more um, science-y compared to cooking. You have to follow the recipes with baking. If you deviate from the recipes, things go poorly for you. So, learn how to bake. Learn how to follow those recipes to a T. And, you know, if you eat a lot of bread, learn how to make bread. Eat muffins. Learn how to make muffins. Make things that you eat and that's going to be an awesome skill set to have. It's going to save you money long term once you figure out what you're doing and you're not buying those items. So honestly, I would really recommend learning how to bake, whether that's you know in the oven or in a bread maker, what have you. It's an awesome skill to have. Um, learn about alternative energies, you know, wind, solar, hydro, what have you. Even if you don't necessarily think right now, oh, you know, I'd like to have that on my homestead. They're really good knowledge bases to have really good skill sets to learn about you know how to set up a solar system how to set up a wind system how to set up a hydro system how each of these systems actually work that way if you do say you move into a homestead that already has solar set up but something happens if you have a good knowledge base of how these items work you'll be able to maybe do your own diagnostics and your own repairs and not have to call a guy to come out and do it for you so, yeah, I would really le- recommend learning about alternative energies, how they work, and how you might be able to utilize them into your homestead in the future. Learn how to distill, learn how to make fuels, whether that be fuels for vehicles, or fuels for lamps, or fuels for people doing dumb ideas. You know, that's a good skill set to learn how to do. Even if you're just distilling water to help process it and clean it, it's not a bad skill set to have. Obviously, there's more equipment involved in that, and due to the uh, legalities of it, it might be a little bit more difficult to find people who are willing to teach you and train you on how to do that, but you're never gonna know if you can find that person until you look. So, look into doing that. Um, The last one I have on my list here is learn how to cook over an open fire. So, you know, go camping. Don't just do hot dogs on a stick. Learn how to, you know, Use a Dutch oven to make a meal over the fire. Learn how to, you know, wrap things in tinfoil and bake them in the fire coals itself. It's going to be a really cool skill set to have. It's going to be kind of a fun thing. It's not necessarily going to be, you know, world changing for you. But it's a different type of thing. And, it, you know, it's a skill set to learn. So no matter where you live, you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be training. You're always going to be working on your skills. So be cognizant of that be willing to always be looking for the next opportunity to learn so i am almost always listening to podcasts if i'm driving i'm listening to podcasts i'm working around the house i'm listening to podcasts and i almost always listen to things that are i think are teaching me different skills are teaching me whatever um watch videos obviously i touched on a lot of different youtube channels in this show today so go through look those guys up and really delve into their, not only their current videos, but their back library. And you're gonna find some amazing things. You're gonna learn just so, so much from these videos, and these content creators, that it's gonna really expand your mind. Um, attend classes, find different local areas. Like I said, Master Gardener, they teach courses. Garden clubs, a lot of them teach courses. Um, All these homesteaders around your areas, I'm sure, are teaching different courses on animal husbandry, on processing, on gardening, on canning, on everything. So, look around at your local community and see what you can find. And like I said, all of these things are going to help you with your networking, which is a huge, huge skill set that people don't really think of. And it's a huge tool that having that network in place is going to make everything easier for you. You know... I want to get into pigs, but I don't know where to buy pigs from. Or I bought this pig, but I don't know what this problem it's having is. But hey, you know, I know Jim up the street here. He's raised pigs for 50 years, and he would love to tell me all about these issues with the pigs and help me to figure it out. So build that network out now. Start it now. You know, maybe even start looking if you're not planning on homesteading in your immediate area, start networking in the area you want to be in. Say you're 20 miles away from an area you want to be in, look for courses around that area, people that are going to be in your general vicinity when you move or to where you want to move to. So those are really things to work on and to get yourself prepared. You know, build up as much of a knowledge base as you can now, so that way when you get to your homestead, you can hit the ground running. It's always going to help you having this stuff worked out now as best as you possibly can. I recommend notebooks write things down. That way you can kind of reference back. And even if you learn something now and you don't use it for four years, if you have it written down, you can go back through your notes, find it, and it's going to help you to kind of move forward with stuff. With that, I'm going to say adieu for the day. Thank you very much for tuning in to this, the fifth episode of the Be Undomesticated podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And remember, be undomesticated.